Welcome to the inaugural segment, which is disputedly called Bombs Away. My name is Gary Hughes, and I am with my partner in crime, Boo Ray Perry. And this is a uh, offshoot, a photobomb podcast joint, would you say, Boo Boo? Okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to point out that I am dragging you into this kicking and screaming, because <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, we need to put out more content for our listeners while everybody's... No, not true. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to do the show. It's, okay. That's not what the kicking and the screaming is about. Okay, please tell me. Well, you know the problem I have with the show. <laughs> is what? It's the name. Oh. <laughs> the, I just, I don't, I can't get past the name. Bombs away. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. You just, it's, 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 this is going to be a listener feedback segment where we will go into people's responses to episodes, people's questions that they send in, reviews that people leave us. And we're going to address that stuff directly. So it's Bombs Away is yeah. content from the Bombardiers. Yes. And the Bombettes and all the little bombers that are at home <laughs> in their little bomb mobile. I know that you hate everything kitschy. I know that you do. <laughs> really do. So, okay. <laughs> really, really do. L- let's put a pin in that. Right? I hate it so bad that I insisted you do the intro so I wouldn't have to say it. <laughs> That's how bad I, I thought we were just having me do the intro so it changes things up a little bit. No, no, no okay. I'm like, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that you're listening to Bombs Away with Boo Ray and Gary. I'm not, not going to happen. You know that I edit the I show. Said it, I said it in jest. You, but ahead. I could edit that. You want to do that? I edit that. You could, you could, and it would be wonderful and a wonderful addition to what is the first and final edition <laughs> Of this segment, if you were to edit that into the front. <laughs> All right. Okay, fine. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. You're gonna take your ball and go home. Okay, that's cool. No problem. If you it's if right. you did if you edited if you edited that into the front, I would. I'd be like, What are you doing? We had a nice little bit going here. Nice little funny little bit between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so since so since this is a listener feedback up, so these are gonna be shorter. We're just gonna address some of the stuff that you guys throw at us. Uh, we are going to start by allowing you, listeners, to suggest something else to call it besides Bombs Away. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's an even better plan. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I'm full of plans. Plans within plans within okay. plans. So I had opened it up to the, to the general audience at Bombardiers on the Facebook page. And if you don't follow the Facebook page, go to facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. And so, and people had suggested things they wanted to talk about. Some of them just, uh, let's just say, not ideal, and some of them uh, to be funny, and some of them mildly interesting. So I'm going to throw this at you, Bure, in a sort of lightning round style fashion, and then you're going to give me your thoughts okay. on it, and I'm going to move on to the next thing. Brian Albright writes in, how about some photography history, some that the two of you may know, love the show? Yeah, I might know a secret piece of photography history that you don't know, but I don't think we both know a secret piece of photography. Do you have history. any photography history that you would like to share? Uh, in ancient times, uh, it has been proven, I think, and conclusively that there were many famous painters who used cinema obscura in order to project their scene onto a canvas and then they would draw it. So when you see some of the famous paintings and you think, oh my gosh, how did they get the perspective and everything so perfect? It's because they were actually tracing over a scene that was being projected. They put up a big room and a black wall. So they got like models, the whole nine yards. Yes, they would set the whole scene 
and then it would go through the cinema obscura. You'll have to Google that if you don't know what the that camera is. Camera obscura is what the I camera. Guess. Thank you, camera obscura, and project it onto a canvas, and then they would trace it all out. And one of the ways you can tell they did it is that if you look at a lot, some of those old paintings, the ones who did that, everyone in the painting is left-handed. Ah, very, very interesting piece of history. And uh, so keep an eye out for those left-handed paintings. I don't think that's cheating. In fact, I think it's clever. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Like, I don't think it was cheating, but, uh, but it's very cool. Yeah, because if you, if you look at paintings from uh, eras like the colonial era United States kind of times, you know, 1700s, if you look at masters and stuff we painted back then, there's a, often a like very horrific way that people look like they have weird big balloon heads or exaggerated features because I guess they weren't good at realism, but I love the realism and they were probably using a camera obscura and I'm totally fine with that. Even with a camera obscura, no, if a time traveler had come back in time to me in, in 1750 and given me electricity, a projector, and 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 put it onto a wall. I still couldn't make a painting look good. So no. <laughs> there's still a lot of amazing no. talent in there. Okay, no. moving on. Boxers versus briefs from Anne Companion. She writes in boxers versus briefs. Briefs when I was young. Boxers now. Okay, that's good call. That's cool. And she wants to know what exactly are those Lululemons? Well, that's you, brother. You're all yeah. about the Lululemon. That's my preferred brand of underwear. It's Lululemon boxer briefs, and they're uh, they're expensive, but they give you the soft, gentle support in your nether regions that every man deserves without right. without strangling you. You know, they're just a they're a great product, and I'm, I'm a big fan. They don't sponsor the show. And uh, let's see, <clears throat> Rebecca writes in. Uh, Considering how socially starved we're all becoming, I enjoy just eavesdropping as you folks shoot the breeze. Thank you, Rebecca. That's very nice. Ray Glenn wants us to talk about the benefits of reverse parking, which we've covered extensively on the show. Yes. But yes. then he also wants to know, what about pull-through parking? Does pull-through parking count as reverse parking? Well, that's, again, on you, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, anytime you are backed into a space, Gary hates you and everyone in your family. Look, see, that's just, you can't really judge intent. I'm not going to assume that everybody back in who's back in parked has pulled through. That's, I'm not going to give people that much benefit of the doubt. But you know, if you pulled through to let some elderly disabled woman have the good spot closer to the store, uh, that's fine. Good for you for pulling through on parking. Other than that... <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How does that give her the... How, how is the spot you pulled through closer to the store than the spot you pulled into? I don't know. I, this I mean, is an imaginary not like giving, parking You're not like giving up about. a good spot for her. Yeah. In your entire life, have you ever pulled through to help the elderly lady have a closer spot? Is that so? I mean, no, I've but I, you, you can happen. pull through if somebody is behind you. Sometimes you have the opportunity in a congested parking lot to pull through to let the person behind you have a good spot. It's just a nice, it's like getting the last McDonald's french fry at the bottom of the bag when somebody does that for you. It's just a nice little treat, you know? And that's okay. That's I, okay. I, well, You're okay with that, though. In the moment, it's okay. But if I didn't see that happen and I just walked out of a store and saw your car was in reverse, I'll still judge you for it. Right. I just, I'm just, so you're not that. willing to assume. You're not willing no, to assume I'm, that that's what happened when you see a car. You assume that they're just a jerk. But in fact, they could be, they could be a good Samaritan. They could have pulled could through be. to help the elderly woman have a parking spot that was closer to the store. I, I don't care. I don't care. I feel bad I, about I, that, 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 that perhaps no. you've been judging these people wrong. <laughs> no. Just <laughs> casting judgment and complaining on the podcast about these, these wonderful people looking after the old people. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with being a terrible <laughs> okay. person. As long as we're clear. I can live with it. As long as we're okay. clear. I personally don't think that's happening, and I think that you're. I think you're right to condemn every one of them. I don't think. I don't think that ever happens. 
Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're terrible people back in Parkers. All right. Uh, Scott writes in, how green is an electric car where batteries require lithium mining and something has to generate the electricity to charge all those cars with? Is it an illusion? Are battery-powered vehicles electric cars? Are they... Are they just sort of like we we drive them because that makes us feel better about ourselves? Because and do they in fact do as much harm to the environment as just driving a regular old gasoline guzzler? No, no. It takes a little bit more. It takes a little. It takes a little bit more energy uh, or carbon to produce an electric car, but uh, that balances out after about eighteen months. And after that, an electric car is twice as green as a non-electric car. Even if that car exists in a state that gets most of its electricity from coal-fired plants. Even if, if, you, if your electric car is being powered by coal-fired electricity, you're still, it's half the emissions of a car that's being powered by gasoline. Uh, or, or even a nuclear power plant. Well, see, now we're, getting, now we're going down that road where if you ask me, now that's how you really want to get green, get nuclear power involved, and now you're completely green because nuclear power is... You know, there's that whole, you know, it could kill everybody thing on the side. But other than that, it's yeah. very green. How you know, often does that happen? If you don't think about that, it's very green. Yeah, it's very, very green. I'm, yeah. I'm about the hydrogen fuel cell cars. I'm, I think that those were probably the best bet. Whatever happened to that? Like George, George Bush did a thing on that. Like George Bush was like, hydrogen, it's just water. And that was like 20 years ago? Whatever happened yeah. to the hydrogen? Hydrogen technology? is the most abundant element in the entire universe, and we'd never run out of it. And, uh, you know, hydrogen fuel cell car is probably the best bet and, and the least damaging to the environment, but they just didn't catch on. It's like, you know how Betamax was better than VHS, but it just I had didn't a, come I had on. a Betamax. We, had a, we were the family with the Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Sean wants to know, uh, drive-by weddings, will it be a thing? Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a bigger question, isn't it? I mean, that's, I mean that, that applies to everything. When we come out on the other side of this, will we get back to normal or will be... I, I, looking at Americans, I think that everything will absolutely return to normal. I do not think that a year after this is over that people will be washing their hands more and... Fig- no, Americans will go right back to the life they've always known and completely ignore everything that happened in the past. That's our nature. Yeah. And it's our strength in many, many ways. Is yeah. our ability to completely just forget that we went through hell and just blindly go into the future until hell strikes again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting thing. It's sort of like no matter what happens, you kind of keep moving forward. And I, I don't think that we'll probably learn too much for a while. People will wash their hands more. People will fist bump probably a little more. People will. Yeah. But I, yeah, I give it six months yeah. to a They're year. They're like, oh, it's the death, the, the death of shaking hands. No, it's, no not. it's not. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever known that person who the check engine light comes on in their car and they keep driving until the car breaks down? Mm, that's me. Right. Yeah. Um, after they get it fixed or they get a new car, do they suddenly become the person who takes care of their car and takes it in the minute the light comes on? No, no. They, they continue to be that person. So Americans will be the same way. We won't, you know, we won't take it to heart. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe people will slow down, connect a little more, you know, take a little more time with the family. Or are we all going to run screaming out to the, to the first open bar as soon as this? Oh, as soon as we'll these run screaming. Well, what I'm saying is, though, we won't become a culture that's like, oh, we don't shake hands anymore. And we, and we, and we won't do that because this is seen as such an anomaly. You know, right. your whole life, it's never a problem. And then this thing happens. And then when it goes back to normal, we won't be like, well, we have to keep washing our hands more. No, we won't. It's not, it's not, a, it's not an everyday occurrence for a long enough period of time for us to say, 
oh, this is something that's happening around us all the time. Because it's not. It only happens when it you know rears up. What like I do hope changes is that we will we will be better prepared for something like this when it happens again, and it will happen again. We will there yes. will be other pandemics. It's just I hope that we're better prepared so that it doesn't get this severe the next time. That would be yes. great. So let's yeah. uh, let's put people in office in our country who uh, who are going to do that. Let's let's do that. All right, no <laughs> politics. All right, moving on. Last week we discussed Front Steps Project, the Front Porch Project. Photographers doing pictures on front porch, and we got some interesting feedback on that. Scott says, I'm torn because in Arkansas, we are under no such orders to close, but I also don't want the reputation that may come with it. We have a photographer in our community doing Easter costume sessions where someone comes dressed as a bunny, claiming keeping social distancing, but I don't see how. How would you do <laughs> pictures with the Easter bunny six feet away? Like a lens well, costume? if you're inside the bunny costume, I mean, if you're inside the bunny costume, I guess there's got to be an air, an air hole. But if there was no air hole... I mean, you you'd be like in a hazmat suit. Yeah, but once that once that suit is contaminated by a person, then ten people later, unless you're disinfecting the bunny suit between each person, I don't think that you can manage that. The bigger question, the bigger the the bigger question is: if you're in a state that's not on a lockdown, what's your obligation? And the argument could be made that if you're not on a lockdown, then it's business as usual. Yeah, I do. I do, and it would be hard because what if you were, had a job where your boss was like, "There's no stay at home order. You have to come to work and do everything as normal." And you're like, "You're you don't you're not right. going to have well, any legal." Well, first recourse. of all, why why would there be the front porch sessions in a state that wasn't on lockdown? Actually, that's a fair point. Yeah, <laughs> because some people might be voluntarily quarantining. I would guess you know doing voluntary okay. stay at home. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that this, this can last too much longer. People who are sensible are going to stay home. But I was seeing some, some, some of my friends in the UK showing pictures and video on their social media from parks and stuff. And people are just doing basically whatever they want. They're just taking it like it's a vacation and they're not staying in home. In the UK. Yeah, not staying home. Yeah, and the UK's in, and the UK's in trouble. Yeah, their prime minister's in have the hospital. Been, yeah. Yeah, but have you been watching their numbers? Yeah, it's getting UK's bad. UK's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who's right behind them? Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana surpassed California for cases now. Golly, yeah. Well, to our friends in Louisiana, do be careful and stay home. Even if your, uh, even if your, your leadership isn't smart enough to do the right thing, you you still it can. is. Yeah. No, no. Louisiana was on a lockdown before we were. That's not what got him. What got him was Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is what got Louisiana. Mardi Gras. They had Mardi Gras. In well, they had no reason not to have Mardi Gras. They didn't have any reason to think there was going to be a problem, really. It wasn't being talked about. The president wasn't talking about it. It was going to be fine. So, of course, you're not going to cancel Mardi Gras. It's the biggest event in the, in, of the year for Louisiana. And, then, and, you know, half the dang state descends on New Orleans and then <laughs> spreads out, <laughs> over, you know, goes, goes back home and spreads it around. So uh, they've been very, uh, very uh, quick to try and lock it down. But I think, unfortunately, unlike a lot of other states, they had such a widespread so fast that it's, you know, it's blooming up all over the, uh, all over the state. All right. So uh, let's see. I asked, does this make it better or worse? Talking about front porch sessions. Justina, a lot of women giving feedback. I had no idea this many women listen to the show. Thank you, Justina. She says, absolutely worse. We should be leaders in our communities and following stay-at-home orders and closure of non-essential businesses. Unless you're a credentialed photojournalist, photographer is not an essential job. I agree. 
And then uh, Amy, another woman who listens to the show. This is great. I was asked by a client to do this, told her I would have loved to but couldn't. I'm in North Carolina and under a stay-at-home order, and photographers are deemed non-essential. I did see an article about a North Carolina photographer who did these shoots in her own neighborhood, but I think it was not a good idea for the small bit of publicity. I bet she could get into some trouble if someone had reported her working, even if she donated the session fee as the article said. And we had talked a little bit about fundraising and using this as a fundraiser. And I think ultimately, I feel like you could find another way to raise money for something like this. Like I have a friend in the UK who did a um, online webinar where he did like a retouching webinar and ha- and raised $2,500 to support like the COVID-19, you know, relief in the UK. And he, he did oh, that cool. from home. Like that was, that's a pretty cool way to do stuff, you know? So like, you don't have to go out there taking pictures on people's porches and putting other people in danger just to just to do. Let me ask what? you: Have you felt have you felt a big desire to uh, work on your skills or um, photograph or do anything? Have you have you been feeling that urge since you've been locked down? No, I haven't hardly picked. up Have a you camera. wanted to pick up your camera? Have you wanted mm-hmm. to work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Everybody's oh, work on your skin, do it, and I'm like, no, this is a I'm, this is a break. Yeah, but but unlike my colleagues with older children or with no children, I have three children, five and under, in the house, and I'm at home, and I can't get it. There's no freaking gift of time. There's no all this downtime that you're going to have. It's literally just me locked in my spare bedroom, and about every 15 minutes, a toddler comes and knocks on the door to show me what they just drew or what they just ate or what they just spilled. Or because they're mad at mommy because mommy won't give them a popsicle. And so, yeah, I'm getting, I'm probably getting about 15% of the work done that I normally get done when I'm at the studio, even without photo shoots. I'm so no, so no, like, no, like, oh, let's, let's dress the girls up in costumes and take them up to the studio and do, we've got time. We can go do this special session with the girls and everything. You're not feeling that. I'm on a stay at home order, Boo Ray. The studio is not home. Well, oh, that, oh, that's true. Oh, well, oh, that's true. That's true. We have thought about doing like a, a fun thing where to counter to counterbalance porch portraits, front porch portraits, by doing um doing like a family self portrait and like putting information about like, hey, do a family self portrait and share that with us. So, so don't invite any weird people into your home or into your yard to take your picture, take your own, and this is how we did it, and show like behind the scenes how we get good lighting and how we position everybody. Like that could be kind of fun. You know, get people to participate in that. But okay, yeah, but no, I mean, that's you know, I thought about it, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel? Do you feel guilty? No, I don't. You know, I I I did see a great I did see a great meme that was basically like a lot of people keep saying you're going to have the gift of all this time, and a lot of us don't because we have kids, small kids at home that can't be in school right now. And it was basically like, don't feel guilty for not getting everything done right now that people are like, oh, create content and write blog posts and create videos and start that YouTube channel you've been thinking about. And those of us with kids are just like, I'm just trying to keep my children fed and entertained long enough for them to fall asleep so that I can go to the toilet. Like That's basically what I'm trying to say. I don't have that problem and I can do all of those things, but I just don't want to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like, I feel like, you know, your whole life you wait for an excuse to basically retire early. And that's what I'm doing. I'm retiring for like a couple of weeks. I'm going to experience what it's like to be retired. I'm going to sleep late. I'm going to puddle around (laughs) the yard, go for a walk, drink too much, eat too much. That's basically what I'm doing. There's not going to be any massive projects that I've decided to undertake uh, because I have all this sudden free time. 
No, because that's work, and I can do that when I'm having. I have to work. I, I I fit that in when I have to work. But now, with not making any money, I'm like a person who uh, like is in a oxygen deprived environment. Like you're in a spaceship and you're <laughs> and you're losing oxygen, so you know that you have to move as little as possible so you don't use the oxygen up. That's perfect. But that's the yeah. way I am right now. I'm not getting any money or anything in, so I'm going to move as little as possible. I'm not going to expand to any energy that isn't necessary. You're like a sloth. And I'm just. just- and as I'm just going to hang. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to hang. This is it right here. This podcast is the only thing I do, really. Yeah, and this uh, this has now started a new chapter in my life where I'm just wearing sweatpants all the time. Like, I, I go to sleep in a pair of gym shorts and a soft t-shirt. I get up in the morning. I take a shower. I get on a different soft t-shirt and sweatpants, and then I go sit at my computer. There's no, like, there's no, sh- I, I haven't worn shoes in days. This is- at least you're still taking a shower. That's a major achievement for a lot of us. <laughs> that's fair. I'm glad that we don't do this podcast in person. All right, so yes. uh, Randy writes in one of his one of the first people to do this talking about French porch sessions is from my city. She's been getting a lot of publicity behind it. If they are using a 200 plus millimeter lens from the car, I don't really see a problem with it. That said, some people in my neighborhood asked me if I would do it, and I declined. I think just sort of the general consensus is d- don't do this. Like come up with something no. else. And I you know, I even saw a story on F Stoppers that was a photographer was doing portraits using people's webcams. I thought it was really clever, just kind of an interesting way to sort of huh. and it's and I saw it on a bunch of different websites. So they were basically directing people how to set things up and how to position through a video chat and then creating portraits with them that way and doing screen capture. I thought that was pretty clever. I think that's uh, you know, that's using your noodle. Yeah. And nobody's yeah. gonna get mad at you for that. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand everybody who is the, who is always looking for an opportunity to market and et cetera. But I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not you know, I'm not sitting home trying to think of some way that I can capitalize on on this uh, COVID to uh, keep myself in front of my clients. Mm. I'm just hanging out and waiting for it to be over, and then I'll go right back to the grind. And I think that's okay. I think if you're doing that too, that uh, that's perfectly okay. You can just hang out, and you know, if you want to, if you want to decide to remake your website, that's great. And if you want to just Netflix and chill all day, that's great too. I think that the thing is, I'm finding it hard when things are so not normal because I'm not used to working at home. I'm finding it hard to get into a headspace to work because I'm so out of right, my work. Because you're routine. at home, and that's your traditionally that's traditionally your place where you don't work right when you come home that's you specifically don't have a computer at home don't have a don't have your cameras at home you specifically see that as a sanctuary and if you start working there it's going to kind of mess it up for you right yeah i have been but it's you know it's not ideal and so you know it's okay we here at the photobomb podcast in this special edition of bombs away which Ray is eventually going to get on board with that name give you permission <laughs> to do nothing you can absolutely do nothing and it's fine yes we do all right, so uh, I think that's all the list of feedback we're going to cover today. I do want to talk about, we got a couple of reviews that I think that I would like to read to you guys. I thought this was great. Steve H. from Westchester, Ohio writes, I think my initial reaction to the first episode that I listened to was, there's some interesting photography news and tips in here, but this is mostly just amusing banter between a couple of really funny guys. Then I listened to another episode and I realized, hey, this is mostly amusing banter between a couple of funny guys. Plus, there's some interesting photography news and tips in here. Anyway, I'm in. Thank you, Steve, because you get us. You do. You truly get us. Yes. And yes. <laughs> you, are sit- you are sitting at a bar with two guys who happen to be photographers. That's yes. basically what you're getting with this show. 
Well, I appreciate that. And so if you want to leave us a review, just head over to your your uh, your app that you're listening to the podcast right now. You can actually leave that review in the app. Go ahead and do that. That helps other people see the show, help us grow our audience. And it just gives us an incentive to keep going, you know, like a little encouragement. You know, we do this for you guys for free every week. Go ahead and give us give us that much needed encouragement. Yeah, because if, if we don't have a little encouragement to do this, well, then, I mean, that's pretty much it uh, at this point. this is, Like I said, this is the only reason I get out of bed. <laughs> you already heard that Bure is slowly shutting down, so it's... <laughs> yeah, I am I'm absolutely... There's no slow about it. I shut down, like, the first day. I pressure washed the backyard, and I was done. One day of work, and now it's no more work until we get out of this thing. So uh, we our normal episodes come out on Mondays, typically, and so that's the Photobomb Podcast. And uh, so stay tuned for that. Visit our website, photobombpodcast.com, or join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. This outro is not easy, and you do this every week. Facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. Send us an email with your thoughts and your titillating questions at questions at photobombpodcast.com. If you want to see more about Bure, go to burayperry.com. You can see my website is hughesfioretti.com, and we will see you back in our next edition of Bombs Away. And by that time, Bure will be on board with the name. No, I will not.